Hello and welcome to Trips Tennis Talk, the amateur podcast about professional tennis. Thanks for listening. Thanks for finding the pod. Today we're going to discuss what happened on Tuesday in Cincinnati at the Western and Southern Open. It is 9 p.m. on the West Coast, sharp, and that means it is midnight in Mason, Ohio. Just in the last 10 minutes, Diego Schwartzman wrapped up his victory against Aslan Karatsev, and that means it is time to record a podcast. First, I'm going to run through the scores and offer thoughts on anything that comes up. Then I have some audio that I'm going to play for you. Then we'll look at the schedule for tomorrow, and then we'll go on and get out of here. So first, let's start with a score rundown from today. From the Western and Southern Open, I'll be sure to differentiate which round we're talking about because there were separate rounds being played today. So let's start with some round of 64 scores. Kalinskaya beat Trevisan, 7-6-7-5. Mertens beat Kalanina, 6-1-6-1. Kostiak beat Georgie, 6-4-5-7-6-4. Because it's now been more than a year since Georgie won Canada, now she's going to stop getting special mention as being the 2021 Canada champion. So there you go. We'll skip that round to 32. We'll come back to that. Um, Kirstea got a win over Benchich, the 12 seed, 6-2, 6-7, And Benchich is a sort of second-tier example of this, but there are lots of players that did well in, in Canada last week that lost today, and that just proves how hard it is to compete week-to-week on the tennis tours. It's so hard to go through what you have to go through physically and emotionally to win a 1,000-point tournament. And then if you're unseeded or if you're not a top-eight seed, Benchich is 12 here, you have to come back within the next 48 hours to start the next tournament in a completely different country. It can be tough. And that's what puts the great, great players into, into perspective. All those times where Djokovic, Nadal, Federer win tournaments back-to-back, Serena, etc., it's much, much more difficult than they make it seem. But Benchich out today. Rogers beat Kennan, 6-2-6-1. Kennan is having a rough time of it. I think I saw on Twitter from from Brad Gilbert interacting with a fan that Kennan's lost, I believe it was nine matches in a row. But whatever the number is, I remember the tweet said she hasn't won since January of this year. So Kennan, former Australian Open champion, not doing so well right now, only mustering three games against Shelby Rogers. Shelby Rogers beat world number one Ashley Barty at the U.S. Open last year. So August is a good month for her. Yelena Ostapenko, another former Grand Slam champion. She beat Beatriz Haddad Maya today, 6-4, 6-4. So Haddad Maya, the finalist last week, out in round one today. Easy come, easy go, right? On the main courts, 
Simona Halep bucked the trend. She got a win today. The defending, or she won Canada two days ago, and today she beat Potapova, 6-4-3-6-6-3. Halep was originally slated to play Carolina Muhova, but Potapova is in as a substitute. I didn't see what happened there. Madison Keys beat Yulia Putinseva, 7-5-6-3. And Karolina Pliskova was down 2-4 in the first set against Venus Williams, but came back to win 7-5-6-1. Pliskova and Venus have had some good matches in the past, particularly when Venus had her amazing 2017 Grand Slam season but Venus was not able to sustain her level today. Zhang defeated Naomi Osaka 6-4-7-5. According to Jose Morgado on Twitter, Osaka's returning was very, very poor. And again, I'm not going to get baited into talking about off-court stuff with Osaka. When she's ready to have results, she'll have them. And if she's not going to have them, then she won't have them. You know, back-to-back first-round losses... Let's focus on the tennis. She's not playing well. Former U.S. Open champion. She's got a chance to get it together at the U.S. Open in a couple weeks. Or not. We'll see how that goes. Emma Raducanu, the defending U.S. Open champion, defeated Serena Williams 6-4, 6-love. It was disappointing. Serena's not playing well right now. Her retirement tour is probably not going how anybody envisioned. At the very least, it's fair to say that it's not going the way that she wanted, and it's not going the way that... I think I can speak for fans here. It's not going the way that the fans expected or that the fans wanted. It's really... uh, I don't... What word do I want to use to describe this? It's really, how about this word? It's very realistic, what's happening. Serena's 40. She doesn't play tennis full-time anymore. And father time is undefeated, right? As the cliche goes. Or time marches on, as they say. Emma Raducanu was 19. Serena's 40 more than twice the age of Raducanu, and today, youth definitely beat experience. We'll talk more about that match in a bit. Coco Goff rolled her ankle at 5-3 in the first set against Buzkova, the qualifier, and eventually Goff had to retire. Buzkova got that win. 7-5, one love, retired. And we'll also come back to that match. So those were all the round of 64 matches. I think I got them all there. A couple of second round matches were played today. A couple of round of 32 matches. Let's go through those quickly on the women's side. Annette Contivate got a much, much needed win. The number two seed. She beat Martin Kova. 3-6-7-5-6-4. So again, Contivate, I believe, had some COVID issues a couple months ago if I remember that right. But safe to say, 
even once she's gotten better, the tennis form has not been there. And, you know, she was 3-6, 5-all down today. And, you know, in that situation when you've been losing, it's really easy to lose again from that spot. But instead, she finished by winning 8 of the last 12 games to get a win from a losing position. So maybe Contivate can use that to win some more matches. And even if she doesn't, I would say winning a match, it's already a successful week for her. And let's see where the number two seed can go from here. With with apologies to Contivate, she's one of the worst number two seeds in tennis history, maybe. She's done absolutely nothing to deserve that seeding. I understand why. Let me rephrase that. She deserves it because she has the points. But in terms of aura, she does not have the aura of a top two seed. Not even remotely close. One of the worst auras for a player as highly seeded as she is that I can recall in my 14 years of watching this game. In a continued blow to my predictions, the qualifier Carolyn Garcia defeated number four seed Maria Sacri, 7-6-6-7-6-1. Not sure what happened in the third set there. I didn't see that match. Three of my semifinalists were out today because Anna Samova also withdrew from her next match. Goff, Sacri, and Anna Samova, were, and Halep, were my semifinal picks, and three of them lost today, so the prediction gods continue to laugh at me. That's too bad. And I think there was one more. Let me just scan this to make sure I got all the scores from the women's side for today. That looks like I got them all. So that's what happened on the women's side on Tuesday in the early round matches. On the men's side, let's talk through those scores from today. Let's do round of 64 first, so I don't mix them up. Alex Damonar beat Henri Laxanen, 6-2-6-2. Borna Chorich defeated Lorenzo Musetti, 7-6-6-3. Philip Krajanovic beat Dan Evans, 6-3-6-4. So again, Dan Evans, like Haddad Maya, unable to replicate the success, turning around a couple of days later. Ben Shelton defeated Lorenzo Sonego, 7-6-3-6-7-5. Nice win for Ben there. He's the Florida Gator who won the NCAA Singles Trophy this year. So that was a good win for him. Don't want to offer too much more commentary on that because I didn't see it, but let's move on. Miamir Kekmanovic beat Pablo Carreño Busta, 1-6-7-5-7-6. PCB, he went all the way last week. This week does not get out of the starting blocks. So Carreño Busta, finals last week, out already. Haddad Maya, finals last week, out already. Coco Goff, maybe quarters. Actually, I don't want to use that. Don't rep- I'm not going to report that. I don't want to get that round wrong. Karina Busta, out. Evans, out. Haddad Maya, out. Tennis is hard, you know. Maintaining that standard every single day can be very difficult. Fabio Fognini 
beat Albert Ramos Vignolas, 6-2-6-3. Tommy Paul got a good win over Jensen Brooksby, 6-3-6-2. Tommy Paul gets Shapovalov next. That should be good. Then the winner of that would get Medvedev. So that's a tough draw for Tommy Paul, but he's capable based on what we saw last week. On Tommy Paul, in a six-day span, I've gone from, oh, he didn't take his chances against Alcaraz. He lucked into that win. Now I've gone from that to, oh, maybe he can beat Medvedev. So predictions is a hard business, folks. Round of 64. Taylor Fritz beat Sebastian Baez, 6-1-6-1. Yannick Sinner survived a struggle against Tanasi Kokonakis, 6-7-6-4-7-6 in an over three-hour match, three hours and 14 minutes and 37 seconds. Sinner's the number 10 seed. If he wants to go deep in these tournaments and avoid injury and avoid tiredness, he would be advised to win these kind of matches on Tuesday by a much simpler scoreline. Nick Kyrgios beat Alejandro Davidovich Fokina, 7-5-6-4. You know, Alejandro Davidovich Fokina got a big win over Djokovic four months ago, got to the finals of Monte Carlo. Honestly, hasn't done much since then. Maybe it's time to uh, start not being too threatened by him again because Davidovich Fukina has not done much in the last couple of months. And Nick Kyrgios, he wins again. Is Nick Kyrgios the best player in the world again? I don't know. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Medvedev didn't play that well, so and uh, Rafa didn't play yet. So maybe for one more day, Nick Kyrgios can be the best player in the world for another 24 hours. How about that? And I believe that are all. that's all the... Uh, oh, yeah, just one more thing on Kyrgios. He won kind of in a no-drama, kind of... He could have tanked. You know, maybe he was injured, but he got it done. Can we trust... Can we start trusting Nick Kyrgios to win early-round matches? Nick Kyrgios and trust. Still a new combination. It feels so unfamiliar. Let's move on to the round of 32 matches for the men that were played today. Number 14 seed and former champ Marin Cilic beat Emil Rusevori, 6-4-6-7-7-5. Emil Rusevori, he's got four U's in his name, including two consecutive U's, but he's becoming that sort of player that you see losing on Mondays and Tuesdays of tournaments. So... He has to kind of rally himself there. Moving on to some other matches. Scrolling. As I said at the top, Diego Schwartzman beat Aslan Karatsev. That score is actually not here because I didn't refresh the page. That score in favor of Schwartzman was 7-6-3-6-6-2. Moving on. Carlos Alcaraz got his first ever main draw win in Cincinnati. He defeated the wildcard American Mackenzie McDonald, 6-3-6-2. McDonald's one of those guys, he's been around for a while now, still really hasn't had a big result or made a big splash in my opinion. 
He was once considered a nice prospect, but that has not panned out as of this moment. Daniil Medvedev, the number one seed and officially the best player in the world, even if he's not playing like it, had a struggle against Bodic van de Zandschulp. From what I understand, neither guy played well. Medvedev was up a set and a break at one point and gave it back, but he closes it out in straights, 6-4, 7-5. For Medvedev, even though he's the world number one, kind of like Contivate, a win, any win in a big tournament right now is a big one for Medvedev. And just brainstorming here, is this Medvedev's first win at a big tournament since Indian Wells or something? Because let's go back. So he got a win today in, in Cincinnati at the 1000 event. In Canada, he didn't win a match. He lost to Kyrgios. At Wimbledon, he didn't play. Oh, he would have won matches at the French Open. I think he won matches at Roland Garros. So, But still, it's been three months, almost three months, since Medvedev's won a match at a big tournament. So, you know, again, it's weird to say this for a number one player and a guy who's one of my personal favorite players and who's the defending champion at a major, but him winning a match at a big tournament at the moment kind of feels unfamiliar. So... Maybe he can tell himself he's the underdog. The number one player and the underdog. Maybe that'll work for him. Because he won that as the underdog last year against Djokovic. So maybe that's a good position for him to be in. So those are all the scores from today. Before we move on from uh, Tuesday here in Cincinnati, I have some two clips that I want to play. The uh, audio for this is going to be courtesy of the WTA and from Tennis Channel Plus. First, I want to play a clip. So Coco Goff rolled her ankle today against Marie Bouskova. That happened when Goff was serving for the first set. So here is Goff serving at 5-3, 30-15 for the first set. Let's take a listen. Here it is. It's a nice vantage point. There's nobody in those seats right now, so I'm not quite sure. Goff going down there. Right back up, good to see. And I'll look and see what happened here. Ooh, twisted that ankle a little bit. That could have been very bad. That's got a little bit more support on those shoes. A little bit higher on the ankle. We may have saved her there. Take an extra moment, walk it off a little bit. Of course, that can happen on these hard courts. A little bit stickier, pulled into the ground. That would have been a worrying moment for everybody. Pressure there 13, from Buskova. Just peppering the corners there. Looks like point was done. And you're moved. Buskova now with a break point to back on serve suddenly. Game, Buskova. Oh, really good from Boskova. 
So Boskova wins two straight games to extend the set. And now we're back on serve in this first set in Cincinnati. We'll have to keep an eye on the Coco Goff ankle. Maybe a little hesitation on the movement now. 5-4. Big crap. There has been two. The trainer is out visiting with Goff now at this point. This is after the first set. Hit it, Matt. Back of not a hundred percent. To uh, get sort of that open for the right for a competitor, it's difficult for her to call it quits. I think she's going to call it a match. Yeah, there it is. Tough for Coco Goff, but based on the way that she was moving, that's probably the right decision. Don't think you can fault her for that, but certainly a difficult position for Goff to be in. This is such a big tournament playing on home soil. It's a 1,000 event. And the U.S. Open around the corner. It's just not worth taking the chance of putting yourself out of that tournament. And it's Marie Boskova who gets through. And Coco Goff leads to a huge ovation. And a very disappointing all on one play. That ankle rolled and, and that was her tournament right there. 7-5, one love via retirement for Boskova. So it's unfortunate what happened to Coco there. The second clip I want to play is the end of the Serena Raducanu match. This is Raducanu serving for the match at 6-4, 5-love, 30-15. Here is the end of that match. Let's listen to the commentary. 11 of 13, and the first serves 85%. Still can't get over this unforced errors. Mm. One unforced error, not a single unforced error in this second set. That's too good again from Raducanu. And now 64 minutes into this first round matchup, and Raducanu a point away from Knocking out Serena Williams for the final time in Cincinnati.
that's just too good from Emma Raducanu. Solid serving throughout the match. Solid ground strokes and only one unforced error throughout the match. And Emma Raducanu takes out Serena Williams in her what we expect to be final ever match in Cincinnati at the Western and Southern Open. She gets it done. She's into the second round. 6-4, 6 love, 65 minutes. That's one of Emma Raducanu's best performances since that US Open victory last year. One unforced error. She was incredible the way in which tactically she played Serena Williams this evening. leaving the court, waving to the crowd for potentially one final time. Emma Raducanu joining in the applause. And you have to think Serena is disappointed with the way that match transpired. Into the tunnel. Serena Williams leaves center court. And that's tough for Serena Williams. She's got a lot of pride. Been around the game for a number of years, and that was a tough loss for Serena Williams. But credit Emma Raducanu, she was the better player tonight. She deserved to win. Just that one unforced error served really well, kept those points going a little bit longer, made Serena hit that one extra ball. And that was the difference. Yeah, and it's the freshness of youth as well, isn't it? And the way that she was moving around the court. Emma, first of all, Emma Raducanu on the welcome court. Welcome to Cincinnati. Man, talk about debuts. The electricity was pretty high in the air. A pretty special moment taking on the great Serena Williams. And somehow you managed to keep your composure and pull that off in impressive fashion. How did you do that? Well, I think we all need to just honor Serena and her amazing career. I mean, it was such a great pull. <laughs> I'm so grateful for the experience to be able to play her and for our careers to have crossed over and uh, everything as she has achieved is, is so inspirational and um, yeah, it was a true honor to share the court with her. Emma, this is why you are loved all around the world, taking the opportunity to honor the great Serena Williams deflecting from yourself a little bit, but we've not had a chance to officially say it. So come on, Cincinnati, the 2021 U.S. Open champion, Emma Raducanu. Emma, you've heard it a thousand times. Thanks for giving us the chance to say it in person. Still pretty special all these months later, I'm sure. Definitely. I mean, the atmosphere tonight was, was amazing. And um, to play with Serena, I mean, for sure, I was, even when you guys were cheering for her, I was like, you know what, all for it. Like, I, <laughs> um, yeah, to be honest, I was nervous from the first point to the last point because I know what a champion she is. She can come back from any situation. So I really had to stay focused. And uh, yeah, I'm just so pleased that I managed to keep my composure. 
Emma Raducanu, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Emma Raducanu. Nothing but class from Emma Raducanu there. Some great comments, great moments. And she admitted that she was nervous out there from the first point to the end. She didn't look nervous out there. She looks comfortable. She played really well. Williams. Yeah, and so she told me, I don't think it was in the air. was waiting to Emma has All right, I think that's a good place to stop that clip. So that's what happened at the end of the Serena Williams-Emma Raducanu match today, or on Tuesday, I should say. Whenever you're listening to this, it happened on Tuesday, August 16th. But let's go from Tuesday, August 16th to Wednesday, August 17th. So here is going to be the order of play for Wednesday, August 17th. 2022. These are going to be round of 32 matches. These are going to be second round matches for all. First up at 11 a.m. You know, this is a great order of play. Let's just go through all of them, shall we? So at 11 a.m., Murray versus Nori in an all-Brit battle. McNally versus Jabor. Ajay Aliasim versus Damon R. That's a that's a match of double three namers. Felix Auger Aliasim versus Alex Damanar. Serana Kirstea and Petra Kvitova. Fanini and Rublev. Alexandrova and Zhang. Second up, Tommy Paul versus Denis Shapovalov. That's going to be a good one. John Isner against Hubert Hercotch. Oh my gosh. Please, nobody watch that match. It's going to be awful. It's going to be horrific. Stay away from that one. Jessica Pagula against Kostiak. Sinner against Kekmanovic. 12.30 p.m. Bushkova against Risk Arbitrage. 1 p.m. Emma Raducanu against Victoria Azarenka. That's a matchup of Grand Slam winners. Later on in the afternoon... Nick Kyrgios takes on Taylor Fritz. That could be interesting. Sitsipas against Krajanovic. Rude against Ben Shelton. That is a big opportunity. That is a big stage for Ben Shelton. Rabakana against Muguruza. That's a matchup of Wimbledon champions. Pliskova against Mertens. And then, then at 3 p.m., another matchup of major winners. Iga Sviantek against Sloane Stevens. This is a very good schedule. Happy Hour. Roberto Bautista Agut versus Marcos Giron. Then at 5 o'clock, um, Yelena Ostapenko against Madison Keys. Followed by Veronica Kudermatova against Simona Halep. The night session, two matches on two courts. First up at 7 o'clock, Arena Sabalenka takes on Anna Kalinskaya. And then the man himself, he is back, Rafael Nadal, takes on Borna Chorich. Let me check that head-to-head, because I think they've maybe played before. Did they, did they play in Cincinnati before, and Chorich got the win over Nadal? I'm typing that in now, so I'm stalling. But I believe that's correct. So let's get the... No, it's tied 2-2. Two to two. 
So yeah, the Nadal Chorich head to head. It's tied two two. They played in twenty sixteen in Cincinnati, and Chorich got that win six one six three. I remember watching that match in my grandma and grandpa's house. Actually, I was there that week. That was twenty sixteen. That was one of the years I was there. That's right. And but they haven't played for over five years, so you can kind of throw that out. But Nadal facing a player that he has a an even record against, that is rare indeed. And Borna Chorich actually has that. Chorich is ranked one fifty two right now. I believe he's been injured, and Rafa is ranked three as of this recording. You got, I understand you know. In their only Cincinnati match, you know, Chorich won, but you gotta make Rafa the favorite in that. And again, those are the first night matches at seven o'clock. The second night match on Grandstand is Francis Tiafo against Sebastian Corda. That's an all USA affair. Then eight thirty PM on center court, Paula Badosa against Alia Tomlanovich. Really, Cincinnati? That's what you put in the second night match slot, really? And not, say, Azarenka against Raducanu or Jabor against Katie McNally? Western and Southern Open staff, why is Catherine McNally playing an 11 a.m. match against a number five seed? Why is that not a night match? Surely there's plenty of other matches that can go at the 8.30 slot instead of Badosa and Tomlanovic, with all due respect. I mean, I mean, come on, you guys. you got to play to your local audience a bit, right? I mean, jeez. Yikes. Are they playing doubles? Goff is out, right? So it's not like McNally is going to be playing doubles on the third court at 8 o'clock in front of a packed crowd, right? I don't know. Uh, let me see if I can search that. McNally. Does this document let me search? Yeah, she's not play- she's not on the double schedule tomorrow. So, yeah. Questionable scheduling decision. But you know what? The people in the suites and the executive offices, they've proven time and again, they do not care what the hardcore dorks like you and I think. So that's the schedule for tomorrow. The coverage gets underway at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the usual platforms. Tennis Channel has the cable TV coverage. Tennis Channel Plus has ATP and WTA streams. And Tennis TV has the ATP streams. That's going to do it for this edition of Trips Tennis Talk. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. Let's do it again tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed listening. This podcast was courtesy of Argon Productions.